Well, good morning, everybody. This is Ehud Sedem Dennis coming to you live from the Middle West of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And those principles that that uh, comes to us on are um, becoming less and less all the time as we're watching things uh, change before our very eyes here with the new way of doing things in the United States of America through, uh, you know, a lot of people used to give Republicans a hard time for being part of the uh, establishment when it comes to commerce. And uh, now I would say the Democrats have flipped that, but still have hung on to somehow uh, their ability to um, have... uh, you know, the lower class um, tip the hat to them, too. I think there's less and less of that, and that's why they've had to cheat in elections instead of um, truly being able to win uh, the favor of people. When you look at this last round and what they're trying to do to our voting system, claiming that they are, in fact, trying to make voting more accessible, um, I think, you know, that's a, a great veil for what they're really trying to do. So this all goes back to a spiritual battle, people, that is going on in this country right now. And, uh, you know, the thing that Christians need to to think about in this process is really the the idea that um, God knows what he's doing. And if he allows these things to occur, then we are not the ones to try and circumvent that in some way. So um, Colossians 1 was a study today, and this is something I wanted to, to kind of do as we go through, is just read the Bible. And uh, I'm going to start here and hopefully try and do this every day for just a few minutes, and then we'll hit on some of the bigger stories of the day. So Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossus, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, Whereof ye heard before the word of truth in the gospel, which has come to you as it is in all the world, and brings forth fruit as it does also in you since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth, as ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this also, this cause also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power and to all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, 
All things were created by him and for him. This is all for him, folks, not for you. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. We wouldn't exist without him. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things on earth or things in heaven, as you know, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unprovable, unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind the afflictions of Christ in my body, sake which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages, from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striving according to his work, which works in me mightily. And, you know, I look at verse 26 and I say, Even the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations but now is made manifest to the saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory in this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, folks, it's still um, being manifested today. You know, there is a great, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the church, in the Catholic church, and you know, at least getting to know the tenets of Christ, who he was, the virgin birth, you know, the whole nine yards. And again, you know, Catholicism takes certain things a little bit too far, in my view. That's why I don't attend a Catholic church at this point. But, you know, there's some faithful pieces uh, of doctrine, certainly in the Catholic church. And so, um, you know, God is the only one. I mean, he knows who's saved and who isn't. Uh, you know, nobody on this planet does so you know i'm i used to be a judge of these things because i always thought well you know you can see that by the fruit and you should see some fruit in people's lives but things are definitely different today than they were two thousand years ago um and it's I, I don't know it's i can't tell whether someone's saved or not completely you know i like to think people who put their trust and faith in God will act a certain way, but that's because I think that. You know, God's word encourages us to act a certain way, to think a certain way. You know, that you might walk worthy of the Lord and do all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks to the Father, which has made us meet the partakers of the inheritance of saints in his light who has delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. So, you know, he is before all things. He's the head of the body, the church. And, uh, you know, 
at the end of the day, that's what this whole thing is about. You know, you can package it up in the deep state versus uh, freedom-loving individuals in the United States. You can package it up as the communists against the capitalists. You can package it up in a lot of different ways. But at its core, this is still a spiritual battle. You know, are we, are we going to walk as believers in the one true God? Are we going to put our trust and faith in it that... When we look around us and we look at, at the house across the street and realize that that took somebody to design it and build it and um, you know come pour the foundation and then frame the walls and do this and do that, much like that had a creator, you know, the complexity of this earth just screams that there is a higher authority out there that created all of this. And... To say that, you know, I was listening, watching a thing last night on Newsmax for a minute, which I'm, I'm about done with, uh, at least a couple of guys on there. Anyway, I'm talking about UFOs, and he had some guy from NASA that's like, oh, we all know the Earth is 4.5 billion years old. And I just, I keep coming back to, no, you don't know that. People say that, and supposed scientists who have to start from the premise that there is no God will offer that as a theory. But if you step back and go, wait a minute, you know, there's a lot of proof that they totally don't even look at. And the only, the only real proof they have that the Earth is 4.5 billion years old is the fact that, that in space, space seems to be expanding. And they can tell kind of the rate at which it's expanding. So if they go back far enough, it was all a dot, which I think is antithetical in itself. But... but um, that and some of these dating methods, which are, are use circular reasoning in some cases, but are full of a bunch of assumptions. And, you know, that's really all they got. So nobody can go back even 4,000 years and, and definitively say, oh, yeah, this is what happened. You know, there was a global flood. We can look at evidence. We can look at things that are going on. But based on your worldview, based on your spiritual foundation, if it's in nothing, if it's in evolution, if it's in, oh, this is all by chance and this is the life that I have and when I'm done, I'm done. Or you say, no, you know what? There's a creator God and the one in the Bible explains this the best and it makes the most sense. Well, you have a different way to view the world, how we interact with people. Now, the other things that are going on here is I think there's just a pure evil uh, faction going on in the United States of America right now that's trying to capitalize on the tenets of communism. They're trying to sow division. They're trying to um, take over institutions in this country that long have been held by people who are faithful believers. And, you know, this country still has an overwhelming majority of people that believe that there is a God, which amazes me after the the public school and college institutions have been pounding into people that there isn't and that this all came about by chance. I think inherently people just understand that, you know, no, that, that doesn't make any sense, you know, and they have no proof for evolution. They throw it out there and they draw a bunch of pretty pictures and they have all these scientists that want to offer it up to you, but they have no proof. You know, I think uh, Ray Comfort and his ministry did a, a real good piece on that not too long ago a little movie. But anyway, it's 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 a sad state that we're in. But at its core, you know, you've got a group of people in China that are godless people that try and eliminate God because the first thing communists need 
do is try and eliminate the belief in God, the belief that there's a higher authority. The state is the authority. You know, the government is the authority. And if they can get enough people bought into that, you look at, at some of the historical uh, pieces of that, you know, even in the Soviet Union, um, those guys, it was a very... Uh, it's amazing to me how few people actually were able to uh, cajole, um, you know, millions and millions of people. And that is the attempt that's going on right now in this country. And I, I hope and pray that because this country has always been free, that there will be enough people that wake up in time to realize what's truly going on and uh, first pray for people in power and authority that God would get a hold of them and, and change their hearts and minds somehow, some way. And that, uh, um, you know, I personally don't think that God forces people to believe. I, I think that's, I, I don't understand that theology, you know, that that God is the one who picks and chooses who goes and who doesn't. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me within his character. Uh, you know, I think even, you know, statements that, that go against that are all throughout the Bible, this idea. and But yet, in the end, he's the only one that saves. So even when we turn to him in faith, it's still God who does the saving, who does the, okay, you are accepted in my family, you are adopted, you are my son or my daughter. And um, But there's a lot of things, even in this Colossians 1, where he talks about if you... You know, hang on to your faith if you walk, you know, and stay steady. There's a, a lot of stuff that talks about enduring. And, um, you know, when you endure hardships, when you go through hard things, um, I don't know, I guess it, to me it just creates a greater faith. You know, I look at my two oldest children do not put faith in, in God Almighty and the same things that we do, but they've had it so stinking easy. You know, they really, they'll tell you maybe they haven't because we went through a lot growing up in the faith and moving a fair amount, which, which caused some different issues for them, I'm sure. But in the end, um, you know, they really had it very, very easy. They have not had it hard at all. So, um, you know, it doesn't surprise me that, that they haven't needed to hold on to anything. You know, those of us that have been through a lot and realized how sinful we are how awful we are. Um, and, you know, I desire to hold on to that faith, to hold on to my God, my Lord Jesus Christ. And I still don't think the right way. I still don't walk uh, perfectly in His sight and in His love. But, um, but anyway, it's we got to look at things through a spiritual lens, people. It's not... You know, hiring the right president is not going to fix anything. Hiring the right county board members isn't going to fix things permanently. Only our faith in Christ and putting him on the throne and him before all things, because he is before all things, and accepting that fact, that's the only thing that's going to change people's hearts and minds, is affecting people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And... Good people need to be in those institutions. We need to have a good president. We need to have good county board members and good representatives in our government, people who put their faith and trust in God and who look at things from the right paradigm, the, the, the fact that we were created, not uh, manifested over billions of years um, through some random act of chance. 
and uh, I just every time I even say that, I I just it amazes me that anyone would believe that. I, I really do. It is such a a bunch of horse pucky. It really is. It is the biggest lie ever told to people on the planet. But well, there's some big ones going now because I that every Democrat that comes to a microphone anymore basically is telling you a lie because they're claiming somebody else is doing what they're doing. I just guarantee it. Listen to them more and more. They come out, oh, you know, so-and-so's lying about this. Well, you can guarantee, I can guarantee you they're lying about something. So-and-so, you know, the Arizona audit is a fraud it. Well, what did you guys do, right, in this election? And so that's just, uh, that's standard practice for the Sololinsky types. And people, again, who don't put their faith in God. you got to start with that standing point. You know, people come out and claim that. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer claim they're Catholics. Really? Joe Biden, a Catholic? Really? Let's kill babies all day long? You can't do that. You can't stand for one thing and say you're a servant of Christ and then come out and, and say, yeah, it's okay for two men to get married. It doesn't work. You know, I'm sorry, but... We need to help those people understand that's wrong. Just as adultery is wrong, just as, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, pedophilia and things like that. You know, there's there's stuff that should not happen. That's just wrong. And when people are, are doing those things, you know, being addicted to drugs, being addicted to anything, um, you have a mental problem. You have a either a physical problem, that, you know, through addiction or whatever. But we need to help those people. We need to pray for them. We need to help them not be that way and to be normal normality comes from god normality comes from um how he has defined things and what we see going on before us is a a subversive effort to subvert faith to make faith basically you know uh illegal i'm going to tell you that's that's the ultimate goal with these people it's not oh you need to accept transgenders you need to accept gay marriage you need to accept it's not even about that. It's about getting completely rid of Jesus Christ because Satan hates him. And Satan's going to use tools, right, people, to try and do that. And so um, some of the top news, IRS denies tax-exempt status to Christian nonprofits, says Bible teachings tied to Republican beliefs. So there you go. I mean, it started long ago. And, uh, you know, one side is going to use the government any way it can to eliminate competition you know, you look at uh, the thing that came out the other day. They're trying to say white supremacy is the biggest problem in this country. What are they? Are they kidding? You know, this, the the biggest problem in this country is that people start from the premise that races are different. There's there's one race, people, the human race. That is the only race there is. You know, people have different skin colors. People come from different cultures and different backgrounds, and that does create division because people believe differently because of those things. And it's not because they have a different color of their skin. You know, people will tell you that, and some people end up believing that way because they've been told that, which is unfortunate. But this is the fight that's going on, you know, and we need to, to speak things as they truly are, that there is a God, that he loves all his children, that he wants all his children to be saved. And he wants the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for us to come to everyone. But we have to realize that we are sinful beasts and that the people that are trying to do this kind of stuff are heinous, are awful. And they're doing it based on a false belief, a false premise. So...
Let's see. I'm having some technical difficulties here. Bear with me. Okay. So, it's uh, Trump's going to visit the U.S.-Mexico border. You know, and God bless President Trump. I, you know, I, there's some things about his life that I, I would rather do without. Uh, you know, he should have stayed married to his first wife. And, you know, I don't know, you know, what all he's been through personally. But I know I'm impressed by the fact that his children all, you know, want to be around him. And I want to be part of what he's doing. I think that's pretty neat. And uh, and he has probably been the most conservative president since Reagan. You know, George W. Bush wasn't. That's for sure. You know, but but they all spend too much money, and they they end up bringing too much authority and power to the federal government. The federal government has got way out of whack, and it really needs to be reined in. And if states don't do it, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, sooner or later, they're going to take over everything. They're going to have you know they're trying to nationalize the police force, elections, everything. And, you know, it's a sad state, but when you look at where technology is, it's certainly possible. And uh, that is kind of a scary thing because, you know, our country was founded on local government being the, the most major influence in your life. We shouldn't even hardly ever hear about the, the national government. They should be there to protect our borders, to, you know, if somebody picks a fight with us, to respond, to handle commerce in between us and other countries. And that's pretty much it. You know, they weren't built to take care of us, to, to have, you know, even Social Security, that should be a state thing, wherever you live. Um, you know, it shouldn't be a national thing. Anyway, NBC News hit piece on grassroots parents fighting back against K-12 critical race theory draws fire. And so you have a media nowadays that used to be a watchdog for those people in power that has now become a lapdog. You know, watchdog to lapdog. That's pretty much where it's at. And fortunately, there's new media coming out, and more and more people are gravitating that way because they realize the mainstream media is basically, you know, you hear terms like lamestream media and this and that. But again, it's a godless group of folks that want to offer you, and again, there are exceptions to that within what I would call the mainstream arena, but very few because they're not allowed to exist. You know, if you don't toe the corporate line, just like if you don't toe the line when you're in the government, and I'm afraid soon the military, um, you're not going to be welcome. And that's what's coming to all of us. You know, you think it's going to stop there. Uh, you know, if you don't bake a cake for the transgender person and they get offended, you're going to be in jail. So, you know, I'm not baking cakes. You know, I'm speaking, and at some point, you know, it might even come for people that, that speak the truth. Because people don't want to hear the truth. Look, we don't, none of us wants to feel guilty. But until we realize we are already, when we wake up in the morning, we're guilty. And when we accept that and realize what Christ has done for us, at that point, we can live a different life. But until that point comes, you know, you're going to walk around in guilt all the time. You know, people who do bad things feel guilty. And uh, people who don't think normally, uh, you know, it it's, it's amazes me what I've seen in my lifetime. That, you know, back in the 70s, even when I was a kid, people said people that were gay had a mental issue, had a mental problem. And then all of a sudden, all the psychologists came out and said, oh, no, it's just a lifestyle choice. No problem. About the same time they took prayer out of schools. So this, this effort's been going on for 50 years to change our country. 
And I, you know, the thing that gets me is I really don't understand it. It has to be a spiritual battle because logically it makes no sense. The United States has been a light to the world. It's been the the richest economic experience that anybody's had. You know, we we have dominated the world culture and the world landscape in only 200 years of existence. A lot less time than the Chinese or the Japanese or the uh, Western European countries. And, you know, it's just been an amazing thing to see. And yet, here we are. They're trying to circumvent all that. And uh, it's just a sad, sad thing. So, you know, Yale professor compares GOP CRT opposition, critical race theory, to German neo-Nazi aim. And see, that's what they do. You know, they try and shed a bad light on things of faith, things that are true and good and beautiful and wonderful and uh, right. You know, there is right and there is wrong. And and people don't want to look at things that way. They want to, you know, paint gray and everything, which is kind of funny because my wife likes that color when it comes to... Um, what we do. Um, anyway, the, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other stories going on, but again, you go back to any of these, um, professor shares high school students letter on impact of CRT exposure felt like scum, undeserved of, of living. And that's, you know, that's what, uh, racists want to, uh, make you feel like, right? They're, the Democrat Party, the socialist, communist people want to cause division because that's how they gain more power. If people are divided against each other, if they're pointing fingers at each other, then they win, you know? But if we all go, hey, wait a minute, we're all one race here, we're all humans. And yeah, we have differences, but it's, you know, let's go along to get along at that point. You know, if, if two people want to claim that they're married, two men, let's say, or some guy wants to claim that he's going to be a woman today, that's his business. You know, he's going to stand and fall before God someday for the results of his action. Now, if I, in my role, haven't come to him and said, hey, you know what, there's a, a thing out there called the good news that you need to hear. You are a sinner. And you need to repent of not only that sin, but every sin that you've ever made and put your faith and trust in the one who can save you from that sin. Because sooner or later, you're going to leave this earth. There is no, no one that's going to uh, live forever. Now, I know the tech giants think they're going to create some sort of means of that through technology, but I got news for you, Mr. Gates. That is, it's not going to happen. So there's only one way to uh, get to eternal life, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. So with that, I'm going to sign off for today. Um, my little boy's going to be out here any minute. But uh, If you haven't come to know the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, he is really the only way. He's the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father but by him. And if you haven't met him yet, if you don't know him, uh, get a Bible, read the book of John, come to understand who he is, who he says he is, who he really truly is. He is your creator. He is the creator and sustainer of this earth. And uh, if you really step back and really think about it in your heart of hearts, you cannot admit that that's not true. Because someone had to create all this. Someone had to put the structures in place to make things happen. Someone had to put the laws in place that we don't float off into space. Someone had to set the earth in motion and put it in just the right spot around the sun 
in order for life to appear. That did not happen by chance. You know, they've never seen the formation of a planet, ever. They've seen a few of them explode and degrade because, again, somebody put this in motion, and at some point it's all going to end. Where are you going to be in the end? When you leave this earth or when the earth blows up or the sun stops shining, what kind of state are you going to be in? Because the book I trust in, the one that, that God gave us as a manual for this life, says that he is going to recreate things at some point where there is no sin, where it is a perfect creation again. And those who have put their faith and trust in what he's done are going to live there, are going to be part of that forever. So have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll try and keep this going this time. episode has been brought to you by Teach Me Automation. Teach Me Automation is a course in automation based on a Christian creationist worldview that will teach your children from the proper perspective that science is created by God, for God, and through God, and in God, and that uh, the subject of automation can be learned only through that lens because there are laws in place that make it a reality and possible in the first place. So, Go to teachmeautomation.com and check us out. Have a great day.